Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. I'm really excited about this week because this week is week two of forgiveness. And really, you picked a great, great week to be here. Last week, we talked about not even needing forgiveness. We really talked about not being offended. On Ephesians 4, 26, says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not... That's the wrong verse. Proverbs 19, 11, that's what I was thinking of. It says, a, person, a person's wisdom yields patience, and it is to one's glory to overlook an offense. And that's what we were really focusing on last week, is not being offended altogether, just choosing to not be offended. And now this week, we're talking about specifically forgiveness. And whenever I think of forgiveness, I think I have this, this, this word, this kind of story just comes to mind for me. And, and I don't know, I learned this when I was a little kid. And I learned it because I was so sure that I was going to need it. But it was, it was really, it's how to catch a monkey. And I know there's not a lot of monkeys around here, but I was like, every little boy needs to know how to catch monkeys. And so I paid a lot of attention to this. I have no idea where this knowledge came from. I have a lot of that where I'm like, I don't know why I know this, but I do. But this is how you catch a monkey. And as a little kid, I heard this, and I was like, that is amazing. And I have yet to use it. I've been to South America. I've been all around Africa, and I still I haven't done this. But I YouTubed it, and it does work. So it's, it's right. This is how you, you can catch a monkey. And they were describing this, and it just absolutely fascinated me. The man said, this is how you do it. He says, you go out to where you know the monkeys are. He says, and they're just very, they're very inquisitive creatures, so they're going to watch you. They're going to try to see what you're up to. He says, you get out there, and you can take a container with you, or you could even dig a hole in some, in some hard dirt. He goes, but the key is to make, to make the hole of, of the opening, the container you're bringing, or the hole you're digging in the ground, about the size of the monkey's hand. And he says, you need to do this, and all the monkeys are watching you. They're just kind of checking out what you're doing. They might be pretending they're not, but, but, but they are. They're watching. He says, you dig the hole, and then take some, take some, uh, some seeds, peanuts, and he says, maybe even some rocks. Throw some rocks in there. And he says, you're going to so dig a hole, and you're going to make it just a little bit bigger inside. And then you just walk away. He says, those monkeys, they see it, and they're, they're curious. They want to know what's going on. You know, so you can stand back maybe 20, I'm not going to knock anything over this today, all right? You stand back maybe 20 feet and you watch, and these monkeys will begin to come out of the, out of the trees, and one will get closer, and then the other one will get a little closer than the other one because it wants to be the one to find out what's in there, and all of a sudden, these monkeys will stick their hand inside there to try to figure out, and they'll grab it. He goes, but the key, again, is that the monkey can get their hand in, but once they get those rocks, once they get those peanuts, they can't get their hand out. He goes, and then... You just walk up to the monkey, bop it on the head, pick it up, and put a collar on it, and walk away. And when I think of that, I think of unforgiveness, really. Because here's the deal. That monkey could leave any time it wants to. It's in a prison of its own making because it won't let go of something. If it would just let go, it could get its hand right back out just as easy as it got in, and it could take off running. And I think that's such a great picture of unforgiveness, because really, when we choose unforgiveness, we're holding on to something that keeps us prisoner. And we could let go anytime we want, we could escape. But when we choose to not forgive, when we don't forgive, we're in a prison of our own making. 
We're in a prison of our own making. And in Ephesians 4.26, that verse that I read just a minute ago, it says this, in your anger, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil a foothold. Talking about unforgiveness and anger, it says don't do it. Don't let the sun go down. Don't give the devil a foothold in your life. Don't let this be there. And when I see when I, when I see that word foothold in the Bible, that means a lot to me because rock climbing has, has been a part of my life for quite a while. Uh, in my, my teenage years, I got really, really into rock climbing. I live in Michigan, I know, but there's like indoor places. So we would train indoors and we'd go and we'd go to other places and it was, it was really, really fun. But one of the things, in fact, that's actually how I met Becca is I was rock climbing and she came into the rock climbing gym where, where I was. And it just so happens that I had my shirt off and was like doing some really cool moves and on, on, on the wall and she, like she's the one that came over to me and she was like, hey, um, nice body. Well, she said nice move. What I heard was nice body because obviously she's, anyways, anyways, I, I think she likes it. But you don't have to, okay? But she does. I got five things running around here that says she, she does. But uh, um, get back to this foothold. So rock climbing, that, mean, that means a lot to me. And, and I actually, I have, I have a, a rock hold here. And we live in Michigan, so you, you might, you go rock climbing around here, you, you're going to probably go indoors, and, and they have these holes that they'll put on, on a wall for you to climb up. And this, this is a nice handhold. You, you can get your hand on this thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's big. If it fills up like that. You, you could hang on this. You could do some pull-ups. You, you could do this. This is good. But no matter how big a handhold is or how good of a hold you have on it, eventually, you you're going to let go. Your hands are not going to hold you. You're going to let go. It's just like you hold on as long as you get. Eventually, it's going to let go. But then, but then there's footholds. And I've got another one here. Now, this isn't near as big. This isn't near as big. And it's got just a bunch of little divots in here and some dirt. And the thing with this, the thing with a foothold is this. Handhold, you hold on to it, eventually you're going to let go. You're going to have to. Your hand's going to get pumped. You're going to drop. But a foothold, if I can get my toe you know, just, just in one of these little divots, what that means is I can rest. If I get my feet underneath me, I can rest. I can swap my hands back and forth. I can shake them out. I can stretch them out. I can chalk up if I'm, my hands are getting sweaty or whatever. If I got a foothold, I can camp out. I can, I can stay there. That is what I'm looking for the whole time, is I want a foothold. Because when I climb, I don't pull myself up. I want to hold myself to the wall, and I just want to stand up as I'm going. So a foothold, it's not a little thing. When the Bible's talking about unforgiveness and anger, when it says a foothold, that's, literally, that's meaning I, I see that, and the picture that I get is a devil can camp out there. He knows this is my spot. This is my way in. This is where I go. This is, we're giving him something really, really big. We're giving him a platform, as most of us would think of it, to stand on. We're giving him a place to be. And that's what the Bible talks about when it talks about unforgiveness. And it says this, though, when it talks about anger and unforgiveness, it says, don't let, let the sun go down on your anger. Now, anybody stop the sun from going down lately? Okay, me either. I don't think it's talking about us stopping the sun as much as it is this, making that choice. It says, don't let it. 
we make that choice. We make the choice of are we going to be angry or are we not? Are we going to be bitter? Are we going to be full of unforgiveness or are we not? Because see, forgiveness is a choice. And the truth is, we can forgive anyone of anything at any time. I'll say it again. You can forgive anyone of anything at any time. It doesn't matter whether, whether they're here. It doesn't matter whether they're alive or dead. It doesn't matter whether they hurt you a lot or a little. Whether they admit that what they did, they did or didn't do what they did do or didn't do something that they should have done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether they've said they're sorry. It doesn't matter whether they care at all. It says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. We can forgive anyone at any time. See, Colossians 3.13, in talking about forgiveness, says this. It says, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances, whatever grievances you have against someone, forgiving them as the Lord forgave you. This is the example that we get, that we're given when it comes to forgiving people. He says, forgive the same way that the Lord forgave you. He says, forgive the same way. So how does God forgive us? Well, Romans 5 says this. It says, but God demonstrated his own love for us. How? While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us to come begging. He made a way. He chose to forgive. And forgiving somebody does not require anything from somebody else. My choice to forgive is my choice. No matter how much hurt, no matter how serious what they did or did not do, it's my choice whether I'm going to forgive or not. It's not somebody else, it's me. And the, and we're, the, the example that we're given is Jesus. God says, I gave my son. He's like, this is how you do it. While you were sinners, I forgave you. And what does that forgiveness look like? It says in Psalms that he has removed the sin from us as far as the east is from the west. So he's not holding on to it to bring it back out later and be like, well, I forgave you, but this is really convenient for me to remind you about this now. Like, that's not the case. Like, that is not the case at all. And I couldn't even imagine what it would be like if Becca, every time I did something wrong, was like, oh, I'll forgive you until I need that later. I'm going to put that right back over here. She's got a great memory. It's awesome. And she probably could. Okay, she could be like, well, I remember this, and you said this, and you should have done this, and you didn't, and you did this, and you shouldn't, and this has over here. You're supposed to be here, and you were there, and you weren't, and you were this. And I can't even imagine what it would be like if every time I said that something that she didn't like, she just, well, let me just haul this back up and throw this at you. Well, God doesn't do that, and we're not supposed to either. When I'm talking about forgiveness, I want to make something clear. Is, is we do not bring it back up. It's not something that we say, well, I forgive you until I need it. But when I need it, I'm going to remind you of this. But you're never going to forget this. But there are some things, like you just, like, yes. You're not going to let them forget because it's just way, way, way too funny. Like the time that we were driving down the expressway and Becca looked up on the hill and she's like, oh, look at those horses. No, she goes, look at those cows. And I go, cows? Those were horses. And she goes, no, they weren't. And I go, yes, they were. She goes, their legs were too short. I'm like, they were on a hill. They were standing back and you just couldn't see it. She's like, really, they were? 
So I spent the next hour and a half convincing her that they really were horses and not cows. And I did it. I 100% convinced her. And then I, did not, and I just let her believe it. They were actually cows. Um, and it was like seven years later that finally she's like, really, you tricked me? I'm like, yes, it was awesome. It meant nothing. Like it, was, it had nothing to do with anything, and I will never let her forget that, okay? I will never let her forget that. However, and she probably doesn't trust me anymore. Maybe there's some reasons why. I'm not exactly sure what they would be. But we choose not. We choose not, when we forgive, we choose not to just be bringing that back up and say, okay, I'm going to bring this up when it's convenient for me. Jesus says, as far as the east is from the west. That is what forgiving is. Now, here's what it is not. It is not saying that what that person did doesn't matter. It's not saying that it's okay. It's not saying that it didn't hurt. That's not what it is. But it's us releasing them. And here's what it's not saying. It's not saying, I'm going to act like it never happened. If somebody broke trust, they might not get the same access that they used to have to you or, or, or to, to your family, to your kids. Uh, somebody who's stolen money, well, uh, you know what? Would you be my accountant, please? No, no, you, you, you're not faithful in this. I'll forgive you, but I'm not going to put you in a position to do the same thing again. And so, please, when I talk about forgiveness and we say we're not going to use that against them, no, we're not. But that does not mean that we act like it did not happen to the extent that we allow somebody to come back into a position that they should never be in. And, and, and I've heard horror stories of people thinking, well, you know, I had to forgive, so I allowed this person back into our life, and they did the same thing that they did before. And, and you're like, well, why, why did you do that? And like, well, I wanted to forgive. So let me just make this really, really clear, especially in situations of abuse. Forgiving them does not mean you give them the same access to you, to your family, to your kids that they had before uh, or that they do not deserve. You, we don't do that. Forgiveness is I'm not going to use this against you. I'm not going to hold it over you. I'm going to choose to forgive you, and I'm going to let go of that bitterness. And it frees us to leave the past behind, to close the door, to get rid of that, that, that foothold that we do not want in our life. Because unforgiveness cannot be aimed. So often that's what we think we can do, is that we can be unforgiven, we, we can have this bitterness towards somebody, and we're like, oh, they're going to know this. The truth is, they probably don't. I ran into a guy, I think it was like three years ago, I ran into a guy who I knew in grade school. And uh, so we started talking real quick, and, and by the end of like a five-minute conversation, he's like, just so you know, like, I forgive you for, and he said something. And I was like, dude, we were in grade school. Like, I did so many stupid things back then. Like, who didn't do something dumb in grade school? Like, yeah. Okay, everybody here didn't do anything. I'm the only one. Are you kidding me? Whatever. Don't believe any of you. You forget your grade school selves. Apparently, I did something to this guy in grade school. And it's like 20 years later, and he's like, just so you know, I forgive you for that. I, I didn't know. I, I have no idea what he's talking about. Like, no, no clue. Whatever he held on to for however long he did, it didn't bother me a bit. Like, I, I, I went through my life, and I, I didn't know. And the truth is, so often we think, 
us holding on to it is going to hurt this other person. We can, we can just let them know. Like, oh, no, I'm dumb. Like, they just, you walk, they walk in the room and you're like, they're going to know. Or they're not in the room and we're like, I'm still stunning them. My, like, oh. it, it doesn't work that way. Unforgiveness, it doesn't get aimed. It's like drinking poison and us expecting somebody else to die. We drink the poison and we expect them to die. That's unforgiveness. Uh, in, the church, in the church that I grew up, uh, grew up in when I, was, when I was a kid, a man came in and was sharing his testimony. And when he was young, his dad was in a business deal. And some of his, some of the, some of his, one of his business partners, uh, to gain an advantage or to take him out for whatever reason, hired a hitman and had his father killed. And uh, the police investigated the situation. And they said, we don't know who did it. Well, he became a private investigator, and he figured it out. And he went to the police, and he's like, look, here's, here's how the money was transferred. Here it is. And he laid it out. He's like, this is who did it. This is it. The police looked at it, and they're like, well, yeah. But the way that he got some of the information, they said, we can't do anything with it. And this guy, I mean, the hurt is real. His dad is dead. And he decides to hold on to it. So he makes a plan. He's been following this guy around, and he knows what night he goes out, what night he does what. He says he's going to drive by here, this orchard, this is what we're going to do, this, this, this. And he plans out killing this guy. He says, he killed my dad, I'm going to kill him. So he's got it all planned out and set. And the day that he's going to do this, the day he's going to go do this, he gives his life to Christ and completely changes him because he receives the forgiveness from God. He receives God's forgiveness, the forgiveness that he didn't know he could have. And so he chooses to forgive this guy. And he gets up in front of church and he's telling everybody, and he's like, I became, he says, I was about to become the very thing that I hated so much in this other man. Unforgiveness rips us apart. It poisons us. We think it's going to hurt somebody else, but the truth is the person that it hurts the most is us and the people that are closest to us. It's not like we can have unforgiveness in this pocket and love in this pocket, and I'll give the love over here and the unforgiveness here. Unforgiveness is more like rabbit poop. It's just everything it touches is just, it's, it's, it's done. It's like it's dirty, it's no good. And we can't just separate it. So often we think we can. Well, that's just what I'm going to do. I'm just going to have a little bit. I'll be nice to this person. I'm not this. That, that's not how it works. It poisons us. It rips us apart. Matthew 6, 9 talks about this. In, in the Lord's Prayer, talking about forgiveness, Jesus is talking. He says, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, how would be your name? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, many of us, we know this. And then it says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven others. In the Lord's Prayer, it says, forgive us as we forgive others. It's implied in there that the way that we're forgiven is the way that we forgive other people. That's how important this is. That's how important it is that we forgive others other people. 
Mark eleven twenty five. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven can forgive your sins. Matthew 6, verse 15. This kind of just seals it all up. But if you refuse to forgive others, your heavenly Father will not forgive your sins. So how important is forgiveness? It's that important. It's so important. God says, you want to receive my forgiveness? You have it, but then you need to, what you've received, you need to give. We need to forgive. So how do we forgive? Number one, when it comes to forgiveness, forgiveness is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. It's something that we choose to do. We decide, I'm going to forgive this person. And remember, anyone can forgive anyone of anything at any time. There's a lot of any in there, but any of them work. Anyone can forgive anyone of anything at any time. It's not something that's required of the other person. It is a choice that we choose to make. We forgive. We choose to make that choice. And then number two is we pray. And we ask for God's help. Listen, Philippians 4.13, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We're going to need God's help. You've probably heard this said before, to err is human, to forgive is divine. We need God's help in forgiveness, and then we have to walk out that forgiveness. Because I wish that forgiveness was like jumping off a cliff. You made the decision one time, and then it was over. You, you may stand up at the top for a really, really long time. I went to Australia to visit my brother and uh, went out with one of his friends and a bunch, and we're standing on top of this huge cliff. They're like, we heard you're crazy. Come out with us and jump off cliffs. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And we get out there, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. It was really, really far. And I'm standing at the top. And uh, my Daniel's friend, he runs and he jumps. And he's like, he, he goes, and in the air he goes, make sure you jump on the... And I'm like, what? what? What did he say? And my brother was with me. He's like, you got to jump when there's a wave coming in. Otherwise, you hit the bottom. And I'm like, time, what? Who tries to time the ocean's waves and not me? What is this? See, and, but when you jump, you know it's over. And that's the thing with jumping off a cliff is once you jump, I mean, woohoo, and then you hit. Like, that's what it is. But forgiveness is not like that. Forgiveness is a choice that you make. And yes, it's hard to make that choice. But then you see that person and you're like, I thought I chose to forgive because those feelings of what I felt before are still there. I've been there. Where you choose to forgive and then you see that person. Uh, I don't get offended, like, very easy at, at all. This person, we'll just call them, um, they were being a jerk, okay? They, it, it was very, 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 very involved, and they were lying. Anyways, it was, it was just not fun, saying things about me and whatever. But I'm like, okay, we're going to forgive them. So I did. I chose to forgive. I jumped off the cliff, like, hey, we're forgiving. I'm done. But then I saw them, like, two or three weeks later, and I'm like, I'm not thinking good thoughts towards them. Like, I, I'm not. But I'm like, okay, no, I forgave them. And then you hear, like, good things are happening for them, and you're like, good. <laughs> you, know, you, you want good things for them, but these feelings, it's, it's not there. But this is walking it out. It, it's how we walk it out. But this is what we do is we walk it out. And here's, here's the key to this. It's Luke 6, 27. It says, 
But to you who are willing to listen, I say, this is Jesus talking. He says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray. He says, pray for those who hurt you. Pray for those who hurt you. So that's what I started doing. If I ever saw them, or I heard or read or whatever, and those feelings of unforgiveness came up again, I was like, I'm going to pray. And I'm like, I'm going to pray for them. So I'm like, okay, God, I just pray that, uh, you know, good things are going to happen to them. I thank you for, and like, seriously, you, you, like when I said I was going to pray, I did, I prayed good things for their family, not like Psalms. Like I know some people are like, oh, I'll pray for them. I'll pray Psalms 109. May his days be few and may another take his place of leadership. No, that's not what I'm talking about. That's like a little backdoor, like I'm praying in a scripture, but no, that's not what I'm talking about. We pray. We bless those. We bless those who curse us. And that's what it talks about in Luke. So that's what I did. If those feelings came back up, I'm like, God, I think that good things are coming, that you forgive him like you forgave me. I pray for blessing over his family, that you'd bless their businesses, that you'd bless what he is up to. I thank you for that. And then I'm like, okay, good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk that out. And then I go do something else and whatever happens a month or two later, I see him again or I hear something. Those feelings were still there. And I'm like, are you serious? But it's been years and years. Um, I see this person more now than I ever do, ever did before. Uh, and I think I'm, I'm really glad that things, I hope things are going well for them. I don't know them super, super well. But the forgiveness is there. But it's something that I had to walk out. It wasn't something easy. And that's what forgiveness, that's what we have to do. It's a choice we choose to make, and then we make it over and over again. It's a pre-decision. It's kind of like, Whenever, whenever somebody asks me what marriage is, I said marriage is a predecision. When you do it God's way, this is what it is. Marriage is a predecision of how you will treat somebody for the rest of your life, regardless of how they treat you. That's what marriage is. If you're like, well, but they've got to do something for me, well, you, you just did it wrong and you shouldn't get married. If you're already married, well, you could fix that, but that's what it is. And forgiveness is that. It's a predecision that if these feelings come back up again, I'm just going to begin to pray for these people. I'm going to live because I'm going to walk out forgiveness. I'm going to walk out. Forgiveness is so important. Jesus says, if you don't forgive, I won't forgive you. He says, the gift I give you is so great, and I give it so freely. Freely you have been given, so freely give. Anyone can forgive anyone of anything at any time. And remember, it doesn't mean that it's okay. It doesn't mean that it didn't hurt. It doesn't mean that it didn't matter. No, it means you're letting go of your past and that you're forgiven the way that Christ forgave you and that there's some situations where they don't need access. You do not have to be best friends. You don't have to be friends. That's okay. But it's letting go and say, God, I'm going to move on with all that you have for me. So if I could get Xavier to come on back up here. As we're about to close the service, I, I just want to make sure that if there's, if there's somebody here and you're like, you know what, as, as, as I was talking, if God brought some things to your, up to you of some people that you need to forgive, the Bible says you can forgive anyone at any time, then I say let's just deal with it right here and right now and be done with it. 
and walk out of here free, closing the door on the devil, not giving him a foothold into our lives any longer? Let's just do it right here and right now. So would you just bow your heads real quick? Would you close your eyes? And if you're here this morning and you say, I need to, yes, there's some people I need to forgive. Absolutely. The minute you said that, this person came into my mind. Or, or yeah, they're flooding in right now of the things that I need to forgive. It could be one. It could be 500. But if you're like, you know, I, I need to forgive. And I want to acknowledge that before God this morning. Would you just, just lift your hand so I can see? Awesome. So there's some forgiving that I need to do. Put those hands back down. And here's what we're going to do. I want to lead you in a prayer, in a prayer of forgiveness. And it's a choice that we make, but again, it's something we have to walk out. And the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And it's a decision that you're going to have to walk out with the next time you see them, the next time those feelings come back up, where you say, I choose to forgive. So I'm going to pray this. And if you lifted your hands, as I say these words, you say these words in your heart as we pray and we forgive those around us. So God, we come before you. We repent of holding bad feelings towards others. God, we bind ourselves to godly repentance. We loose ourselves from bitterness and anger, resentment, envy, strife of any form. By faith, we receive forgiveness, have an assurance that we are cleansed from all unrighteousness through Christ. We ask, God, you to forgive and release them of the wrong, of the hurt that they've done to us, and that you would forgive and release them, God. Deal with them in your mercy and your loving kindness. Thank you for forgiving us. In Jesus' name. If you just keep your head bowed and your eye closed for just, just another moment, if you're here this morning and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'd love the honor of praying with you. You know, we're talking about the unforgiveness, the forgiveness that God has for us. See, he sent his son to pay a price we could not pay so that we could be free. And if you're here and you say, I've never experienced that forgiveness, then today can be your day. It says in Romans, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus died on the cross and rose again, we will be saved. Don't wait another day. You can leave here knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt where you stand with God. Or maybe you've turned your back on God, but today you just want to declare, I'm coming back to him with all that I have. If you're either of those, I'd love the honor of praying with you. And so if that's you, can we just lift your hand and say, that's me. Today I want to come back. Today I want to be his, but I want to receive the forgiveness that he has for me. And I'm going to leave here knowing right where I stand with God. If that's you, shoot your hand up high right now, please. Say, that's me. Awesome. Who else? Say, that's me. I want to, I'm going to know where I stand with God. Awesome. All right, let's put those hands down. And we're going to pray. And I would like everybody to repeat after me. And those of you that lifted your hand. As you say these words, make them your own. Say them from your heart. Let's just all repeat after me. Everybody pray together. Say, God, thank you for loving me, for sending your son so I could be free, for shedding his blood instead of mine. Today, I'm yours. I give myself to you. In Jesus' name, from now on, I'm yours. 
with all that I am, I'm yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.